Retropod is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Are you looking to learn a thing or two about getting your finances in order, saving, and investing? Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and the Washington Post Brand Studio. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. With the holiday season upon us, we're taking a little break. So for the next few days, we're replaying some of our favorite episodes from 2018. We'll be back after the new year with more fascinating and fun discoveries from the past. Happy holidays. Now, on with the show. Sally, you've never seen a street like Sesame Street. Everything happens here. You're going to love it. One late November afternoon in 1969, a little girl named Sally was touring her new neighborhood along Sesame Street. She met Mr. Hooper, the manager of the corner store. She met a nice lady named Susan, who offered her cookies and milk. She met two other kids from the block, Ariana and Ronald. And then, all of a sudden, she heard garbage cans being knocked over. Through some alley doors, the source of the noise appeared. A bumbling, eight-foot-tall yellow bird who, in addition to surprising Sally, changed children's TV forever. Big Bird. Since that very first episode of the PBS show Sesame Street in 1969, the lovable, endlessly childish, and very, very large puppet has been a mainstay in the minds and hearts of children around the world. And, of course, their parents too. Throughout those nearly 50 years, Big Bird's clumsy mannerisms and sweet voice have been essentially played by one man, Carol Spinney. Now 84, Spinney just retired from the show after appearing in several thousand episodes. And not just as Big Bird. Spinney was also Oscar the Grouch, but only one of puppeteer Jim Henson's characters was named a living legend by the Library of Congress. It wasn't the one who lived in a garbage can, or the frog. Playing Big Bird, Spinney told the New York Times, is one of the most joyous things of my life. In fact, other characters from Sesame Street and Henson's other worlds, speaking for themselves, not their puppets, have always said it was difficult to figure out where Spinney and Big Bird diverged, particularly with their childlike innocence. Spinney grew up in Massachusetts. He was obsessed with puppets. In I Am Big Bird, a documentary about his life, Spinney remembered performing his own shows. His mother wrote scripts for him. But his father thought puppetry was silly and not a manly thing to aspire to. In high school, Spinney was an oddball. He spent a lot of time by himself, drawing and thinking up puppet shows. After graduating, he joined the Air Force, and after finishing there, he joined the cast of Bozo the Clown. Spinney got his big break at a puppet convention in Utah. Henson, already famous for the Muppets, was in attendance. He invited Spinney to come work for him in New York. At first, Big Bird's character on Sesame Street was actually an adult. 
a local village idiot. But later in the first season, Spinney and the show's writers soon began imagining a different state of mind for Big Bird, a lighthearted, well-meaning, curious six-year-old. For example, he once stepped onto a horse the wrong way, and as he peered down at the tail, Big Bird said, the horse's head is completely missing. He thought the alphabet was just one long word, leading to his famous song, Big Bird and Spinney became world famous, traveling to China with comedian Bob Hope, starring in movies, and he even became a political pawn for Mitt Romney during a presidential debate in 2012, saying that while he liked Big Bird, Romney was still willing to cut funding for PBS. Playing Big Bird was physically demanding work. With his right hand, using four fingers, Spinney controlled Big Bird's mouth. He blinked his eyes with his pinky. His left hand controlled Big Bird's wings through a pulley system. Spinney couldn't even see through Big Bird's eyes. Instead, he watched his surroundings on a small TV monitor strapped to his chest. He pinned his script to Big Bird's bodily cavity. But in reality, the words and feelings were his own. In 1990, after Henson died, Big Bird performed at a memorial service in his honor. Henson was Spinney's hero. He had changed Spinney's life. Now, somehow without crying, he had to sing Kermit's song, It's Not Easy Being Green. Big Bird was pitch perfect even in the heartbreaking last lines. I am green, and it'll do fine. It's beautiful, and I think it's what I want to be. Then he looked toward the heavens and said, Thank you, Kermit. And thank you, Big Bird. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.